ஷ்ஹ <coughs> <coughs> The first verse I want to recite is uh, chapter 3, Ali Imran, verse 173. Fannakalabu bimiya watimmin allahi wafad لِلَّمْ يَمْسَسْهُمْ سُوءٌ وَاتَّبَعُوا رِدْوَانَ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ ذُو فَضْلٍ عَظِيمٍ So, they returned with favor from Allah and His grace. No evil touched them. And they followed the player of Allah. And Allah is the Lord of mighty grace. The next, chap- the next verse is chapter 16, verse 18. <clears throat> and uh, although I will recite only this verse, but the whole of this section is relevant from uh, verse 10 to verse 21. Is relevant to today's topic. And verse 18 says, And if you would count Allah's favors, you would not be able to number them. Surely Allah is forgiving and merciful. And in the previous verses, God says, I send down rain and uh, cause vegetation to grow. And uh, he has made subservient for you the night and the day and the sun and the moon and the stars. Then he says, he created for you earth with various hues and so on. And next one is chapter 31 verse 20. <coughs> Alaikum ni'amahu zahiratan wa baqinah wa minan nasi man yujadilu fillahi 
بغیر علم ولا خدا ولا کتاب منیر See you not that Allah has made subservient to you whatever is in the heavens and whatever is in the earth and granted to you his favor complete outwardly and inwardly and among men is he who disputes concerning Allah without knowledge with uh, uh, con- uh, among men is he who disputes concerning Allah without knowledge or guidance or a book giving light and the last one is chapter 30 verse 41 which says zahar al fasad fil barr wal bakhri bima kasabat aydin nasi Corruption has appeared in the land and the sea on account of that which men's hands have wrought, that he may make them taste a part of that which they have done, so that they may return. I have recited uh, these verses to you because these days and uh, perhaps I should have done this earlier when this conference was going on in uh, Scotland. But uh, I have come up with, it's not an entirely new idea, but it was in uh, um, 1972 that uh, philosopher called Christopher Stone argued that uh, the environment should be considered as a subject and given legal personhood as granted to corporations, for instance, with human guardians able to seek redress if a natural feature is damaged or destroyed. And uh, what happened was that in uh, There have been examples of this that in 19, not in 19, in 2017, an act of parliament in New Zealand granted the whole of uh, Wahanganwai River the rights as an independent entity. So that river is now legal personality, considering it an indivisible whole from the source to sea. And that was a part of a treaty between uh, government and Maori people. And uh, the government then, or the Maori people then appointed guardians to speak on behalf of the river and enforce its rights. And interestingly, in 2019, Bangladesh became the first country to grant all of its rivers the same legal status as human beings. And from now on, or from then on, its rivers are going to be treated as living entities in a court of law. The landmark ruling by the Bangladeshi Supreme Court is meant to protect the world's largest delta from further degradation, from pollution, illegal dredging, and human inclusion. In fact, uh, 
uh, in India, one of the high courts in one of the states tried to give Ganga and Jamna the same status, but that was struck down by uh, the Supreme Court of India. Now, this may seem a strange idea to you, to you but in a way, things to protect the, uh, the earth had been done for a long time. Certainly since the time of uh, uh, the Holy Prophet, but even before, in pre-Islamic Arabia, certain areas were marked as being inviolable and uh, protected. But in Islam, for example, Makkah is, uh, is a protected area where it's forbidden to kill any living thing, thus ensuring the conservation of all of its living creatures. And now you see that is interesting because when we talk about living creatures, the first thing that comes to mind are human beings. And then we extend it to those things that move, like cats and dogs and horses and camels and mice and birds and so on. But then, if you take the scientific definition of a living thing, then trees and plants are also living things. Not just you and me. And uh, <clears throat> in Medina, taking this thing into account, in Medina, the Holy Prophet established a Hima Ashajr. Hima means a protected area. So that is Hima Ashajr, pr protected area of the trees. And uh, that surrounds its 1300 kilometers and it, the Holy Prophet forbade hunting or cutting down anything, any trees, any vegetation, nothing. It was to be left as it is. Many years later, we were, uh, I think in uh, Florida and uh, perhaps uh, Orlando or Miami or somewhere. Uh, and um, we went uh, on this protected national park safari. And a tree had fallen and it was lying in the middle of the road in, the, in, the, uh, in that uh, park. And the guy who was driving this uh, vehicle he took the vehicle off the road, went round the tree and then got back onto the road again. And I asked him why. And he said the government is so strict that they say if a tree falls, you're to leave it where it falls. You're not to move it. Because if the road wasn't there, if you weren't there, that's where the tree will fall. That's where the tree will remain. And that's where the tree will rot. And this is the policy that that uh, park follows very strictly. But as I said, you see, I, I find it amazing that in Muslim countries, Muslim majority countries, such disregard is shown for the environment. 
jungles and trees and everything is cut down willy-nilly. Animals are uh, 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 um, misused and so on, mistreated. And yet the Holy Prophet Muhammad specifically took these acts to protect animals, to protect trees. You can see this, this thing called um, Hima Ashajr. The area where all the trees are protected. And so these areas, because nothing was to be cut, nothing was to be killed in those areas. So biodiversity thrived. And those areas were able to thrive as uh, uh, natural lands. And uh, so you have, uh, uh, you know, if you had hills and canyons and uh, wetlands and so on, so all the whole ecosystem is going to be preserved. Similarly, the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, also established a protected area for of grassland south of Medina, and that was the pasture land for grazing horses and so on. And it didn't. Uh, 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 end with uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, Hazrat Umar Ta'ala, he also established a, 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 a protected area where vegetation and trees and things and nothing was to be uh, uh, disturbed or cut down or killed and so on. And in fact, I learned when I started looking into this, I learned um, with amazement that Imam Sayyuti he has laid down conditions about who can establish such areas and he said that uh, this area can only be established by a governing authority and it must solely be for the sake of Allah that means for common good and not for private benefit so, and uh, but he also says a protected area should not deprive local people of resources. So it's about sustainability. If you have fishermen living along the shores of a river, you don't stop them from fishing in that river because then it would become, it would not be beneficial for the overall economy and so on uh, of the whole area. And the condition that, uh, you know, the, the Imam Sayyuti has set are very similar to conditions that you see in many places in, in uh, uh, when you go to national parks. And you see these national parks all over the world now in America, in Africa, in Australia, wherever you go. Now, my theory is this, that to be able to get legal protection, you have legal personality. A baby three months old, six months old does not have legal personality. So that baby can't have redress to law. 
But that baby can appoint a parent or a grandparent or someone to act on the child's behalf. Well, anyone under 18 really, it doesn't have to be a baby. And in law, when you sign your claims, you say who you are. Are you the claimant? Are you a litig litigation friend? That is, the person is not able to directly approach the court for protection or whatever, but they are using someone that the law recognizes exists, is a legal personality. And you would say, well, that is fine because, you know, the baby is a human being, the person the baby is appointing uh, is a human being. So what are you talking about? But what about uh, corporations? What about charities? What about BT? BT is not a human being. But if I start using BT's lines without paying them, they'll inform the police and take action against me. How can BT, British Telecom, take action against me? It can, because the parliament decided that businesses who register with the government, basically company's house, become legal persons. So how does BT then take action against anyone who violates its interests or whatever? It has a board of directors. That board of directors acts on behalf of British Telecom. It applies to any company, British Airways, British Telecom, IBM, Apple, Facebook, whatever. Because the law now says that company is recognized in law. Now, in a way, you know, these companies, they're not living things in the sense that science understands them. So why can't we do the same thing to nature? Why can't we do the same thing to rivers? Why can't we do the same thing to lakes? Why can't we do, well, New Zealand has done it to his rivers. They recognize that river as a legal personality. So if someone violates that river's rights, if someone punches me in the face, it's a criminal offence, it can also be a civil offence. Police will take them to court, I can also sue them for damages. So in the same way, if someone pollutes that river, that river can sue that person for pollution and damages and cleanup costs. So how will it be done? It's not that complicated if you think about it. How does BT do it? How does Apple, how, uh, Apple do it? How is Facebook doing it? I think it's either Facebook or, or Apple who are suing an Israeli company. They have a board of directors to look after its interests. And you do the same thing. You appoint a board of directors, the board of guardians, whatever you want to call them, to protect that rivers or that forests or that lake's interests. So that if anyone pollutes that land, then they can be sued. There is, of course, another way of looking at this. 
if there is a minor and that minor doesn't have a guardian, what happens? Does the British government leave that minor to fend for itself on the streets? No, they don't. Social services take that minor to the court and the court says, ah, we don't know who this minor's parents are and so on. So the court appoints itself as the child's guardian. So why can't we do the same thing with nature? Why can't we do the same thing with rivers and forests and mountains and lakes? Just like the court says that this is a parentless child, we are its guardians. Why cannot parliament set up an institution, an organization that says a river can't defend itself, a forest can't defend itself? But these people, they are its guardians. And if anyone damages that river, even the sea or the forest or whatever it is, then these people will protect that area by uh, suing uh, whoever is damaging it. You see, we don't have to stop at rivers. Look at the rainforests in Brazil. They are a great source of absorbing carbon dioxide and releasing oxygen, keeping a balance in the air, but they're being destroyed. So why can't we take the same approach and protect the forests, the forests in the same way? Ecuador has done something similar and there have been a number of cases where the court has given a judgment against the, uh, you know, the companies. There was a road being built and that was going to, uh, that was damaging the, uh, the, uh, uh, the river. So the court said, well, that road should stop and the construction company should uh, uh, repair the river, put it back to the uh, condition it was in before they started building the road, and so on. I mean, the fact that this was ignored is neither here nor there. So, human beings. You see, in the days of old, businesses weren't a legal entity. But for betterment of society, the parliament passed a law saying companies can register with the government and become legal entities. Why can't we do that with nature, with the environment? We all know why, because it impacts on the uh, economic interests of uh, big business and uh, rich people, and they will fight it. But then, if global, global warming continues, on its present trend, then when countries begin to sink, countries like Mauritius and Bangladesh, they'll just be flooded by the sea. Then it will be obvious that something should have been done. But the question is, should we wait until then or would it be better for human beings 
to take some action now when there is a possibility of saving the environment and humanity. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'ani lazim wa nafa'a wa nafa'ana wa iyyakum bil ayat wa zikril hakeem. Innahu ta'ala jawadun kareemun malikun barroofur rahim. Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Nahmduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nominu bihi wa natabakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi antusina wa min sayyati amalina min yakhihillahu falamudillalahu wa min yudlilhu falahadiyalahu وَأَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ اللَّهُمَّ صَلِّ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِ مُحَمَّدٍ كَمَا صَلَّيْتَ عَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَعَلَى آلِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِنَّكَ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ اللَّهُمَّ بَارِكْ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِ مُحَمَّدٍ كَمَا بَارَكْتَ عَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَعَلَى آلِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ إِنَّكَ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ اللهم منصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم وخزل من خزل دين محمد وخزل من خزل دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل ونسان وإتاز القربى وجنها نفاقيا والمنكل والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون أشكر الله يذكركم وَاتُوهُ يَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ وَلَا ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مَا تَصْنَعُونَ اللہ اکبر اللہ اکبر اکبر اللہ 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 شہد اللہ محمد رسول اللہ حیلہ صلاح حیلہ صلاح فکامت صلاح فکامت صلاح اللہ اکبر اللہ اکبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين یاکن عبد و یاکن استعین اتنا اقتواف المستقیم صراط الذین انعمت علیہم غیر المغضوب علیہم ولبالین اِذَا جَاءَ نَحْرُ اللَّهِ وَالْفَتْحِ وَرَأَيْتَ النَّاسَ يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ يَفْوَاجَا فَسَبِّ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ وَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ كَانَا 
Thank you for joining us for uh, today's Friday service. I tried to come up with a new idea for environmental protection. Some of this had been uh, proposed not very long ago, as I mentioned, in the last five years or so. I hope uh, you found it useful and if you have any ideas, I hope you'll email us and let us know. In the meantime, with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep everyone safe and sound and free from harm. Assalamu alaikum, Khuda Hafiz. Goodbye.